Welcome to In My Quarantined Opinion, the podcast where we, a group of six friends who don't live in the same place, give our opinion on a variety of different topics as a way to stay connected and have fun in this time of quarantine. In my quarantined opinion, six friends trapped with nowhere to go. In my quarantined opinion, making the most of staying at home. Welcome back, listeners, to our special Christmas mini-season. I hope you guys have been having fun and that your Christmas, this is the week of Christmas, um, I hope that your holidays have been low stress and um, you found some ways to make this holiday season still meaningful and special and, um, yeah, despite the challenges this year. Um, we are going to be wrapping, <laughs> wrapping up. <laughs> our little mini season today with a discussion on our favorite Christmas traditions, foods, the things that make Christmas special in our families and our cultures and um, yeah, for us. So we're going to do just a quick intro so you know who's uh, here today. Um, You can just tell us your name and where you live and what you put on your hot cocoa. Oh, okay. This is Courtney in Alaska. And maybe it's not so much what I put on it, but that lately I've been doing like the legit melting chocolate Very into good. milk. So yes, far superior. Mm. Mm. Good choice. Good choice. And this is Bridget in the Seattle area. And I honestly usually do not put anything in my hot cocoa. Oh, if it's okay. anything, it's marshmallows. But yeah, okay. I usually just straight up hot cocoa. I'm good with it, especially if it is the legit melty chocolate kind. Nice. Mm. This is Krista in Enid, Oklahoma, and I'm kind of same with Bridget. I I am usually just a cocoa by itself gal. However, I do enjoy a dash of cinnamon. Ooh, okay. Nice. Getting that like Mexican hot chocolate gone. Mm-hmm. Um. Nice. And this is Lauren, your host for today in Los Angeles, and I'm a big fan of whipped cream on my hot. Oh, mm-hmm. I would go for yeah, that for marshmallows. Mm, okay. It just kind of cools it variety. down and makes it extra creamy. So that's 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 what I'm sipping. I'm <laughs> yes, sorry. Queen. I know this is supposed to be concise, but I do have to insert adult okay. hot chocolate. Kahlua and or Bailey's. Yes. Very oh, good. Yes. Yeah. Not necessarily on, but in. in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I forgot I'm an adult now and I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so with that. Oh, very good. Um, we're kicking off our Christmas traditions. Who would like to share what makes Christmas Christmas to you? I, Krista will go. I, there are a few things that make the holidays special to me. We, um, my husband and I lived the last five years away from our families and have spent a handful of, um, Christmases with just ourselves and, um, and so I will share two things. The first being what makes it special for us. And that is, I think I've shared in a previous episode this story, um, but my husband and I have a traditional Christmas date that we always go on at some point during the Christmas season. Um, that is a, I, I, reenactment makes it sound like it's not meaningful, but like it's a re, I don't know what word I'm looking for, a re- like it's a revisiting. Yeah, it's our annual Christmas date, but it's yeah. um, it is the exact same date that was our very first 
ever date <laughs> where uh, we had a misunderstanding about what it means to dress up when someone tells you to dress up for a Christmas date. My husband interpreted that meaning suit and tie, very handsome. I interpret it as Christmas explosion and elf. <laughs> um, so he dresses nice. I dress like in like green tutu and ugly sweater and glitter and candy cane satchels. And we go have burgers and milkshakes and look at Christmas lights and usually watch a movie. Uh, this year, those endeavor, we still had all of those components Uh although they were all at home <laughs> this year. Yeah. Um, but that, um, you know, 10 years later, it's like that is like what makes – when we have the Christmas date, I'm like, oh, yes, Christmas is here. It has arrived. Yeah. Um, so that's just one of my favorites. I think that's hilarious. It's, it's Oh, yeah, there are pictures. We can we can send pictures if we need. Um, and then the, another thing is – I know I've mentioned this too is – observing this season of Advent, um, that there are four weeks that lead up to Christmas. And so each week has a different focus or theme in this season of preparation. And growing up, uh, my family, we would always like light our candles together and talk about things together. And, um, and so I have my little purple and pink <laughs> and white candles now. And there's something about um, moving through and having like all of my candles lit that make it feel very um, like Christmas to me. Um, mm. And so, yeah, those are the, the short yeah, versions of nice. the things that make Christmas Christmas to me. Yes, we must try to find a picture of the Christmas date for the show notes because that is my favorite. Oh, yes. Well, I can go ahead with Zoe's. Absent Zoe cannot be with us uh, for this recording, but she submitted her tradition. If you listened to our last episode, you heard um, that the Christmas Eve service in her liturgical faith tradition um, was obviously a very key part of Christmas. Um, but she said they had two other big traditions, um, cutting down the Christmas tree, parentheses, regardless of whether or not it actually got decorated or even put up. Um, and then they also, <laughs> then they also did something that I've never heard of, but I love. They did a 12 days of Christmas where they got little gifts in their stockings each of the 12 days that led up to Christmas. Oh, so I thought that was sweet. Yeah. That is sweet. I'm going to have to ask Zoe if she, was it, does it, did she say it was before, like leading up to Christmas or was it the like actual mm -hmm. 12 days of Christmas? Um, after Christmas that lead to epiphany. <laughs> Hashtag liturgical it says leading, people. It says leading up to Christmas, not leading up to epiphany. It, okay. So oh, I love that. My guess is, yeah, my guess is leading up to Christmas. Though leading up to epiphany, I guess, would also be pretty fun. Yes. And it, it would extend. Right, because then it would be like, yeah, you extend. It's just like Christmas. extra. That's yeah. Nice. Which is technically right. what Christmas is. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um... Self. Um, I, I had a hard time thinking of a tradition because I felt like, I mean, we did a lot of traditional things, but it like, I couldn't think of something specific to our family. And then just now I remembered, um, 
I feel like our big family tradition more focused on New Year's. Oh. Um, hmm. or kind of, and, and not so much, I mean, we celebrated Christmas and loved it, but the day after Christmas, every year, without fail, we would go to our ski cabin in Girdwood, ah. Alaska, which is super cozy, and stay there for the kind of the following week up through New Year's. Mm. And on New Year's, we would have, have purchased from the summer a right now a crap ton like a, an abundance a lot a lot a lot a lot like think of what you're thinking and then add on to that of fireworks like professional oh. fireworks but that we would set off and it always worked out because it's so dark up here in Alaska um that you can set off fireworks starting at like 4 p.m two and see them <laughs> and fireworks were so much bigger because in the summer during the fourth of july we have 24 hours of daylight so you can never really see fireworks mm. so it's like our one time a year mm. um so we would do that and then also uh, alaska the ski resort we have this thing called the torchlight parade and uh they turn off all the lights on the ski mountain and um and anyone who has the ability like up to the top of the mountain um, after all the mountain was closed and you kind of gather in a line and then every, uh, the ski patrol would hand you each a torch and you do have follow this line down the mountain with all the lights off and it'd create like this snake what? effect and um, my guess That's is this will probably awesome. be the first year it doesn't happen but I participated in it many years um, and then I, I any year that I didn't participate I also watched um, and that's real and then we would like eat jalapeno poppers and have kind of the same food so I would say that was our big um uh like holiday like it was Christmas break right Christmas break tradition but kind of like the special thing our family did um after Christmas so the torchlight parade Mm -hmm. and then setting off our own fireworks um that's awesome I'm a fan I'm a fan that's just yeah that's that is quintessential, Courtney. <laughs> like, what else did you expect? Other than, exactly. like, I'll share some of the foods we had for Christmas later, and then you'll be like, that makes sense, too. <laughs> Salmon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'll just say now. And then every Christmas, along with Roast Beast. Beast? I just said Roast Beast, like, in Grinch. And that's <laughs> right. Roast it's Grinch. here. <laughs> yeah. We would have salmon, and now it's smoked salmon roll, uh, smoked salmon cheese balls which y'all yeah know about which are really good and then we'd also have um king crab legs nice yeah that sounds amazing <laughs> okay well for bridget um yeah like standard traditional stuff that we do um but for our family i think lauren this might also be one for your family it's a wonderful life christmas eve that is one of our traditions um we also have a christmas eve candle that my uncle so my dad's youngest brother made this candle when he was i don't know maybe like first grade or something and they like it was just like a you know a classroom craft it's really pretty uh it's like i don't know white and glittery and it's real pretty but uh, my grandma, we burn it every Christmas Eve, like during dinner. Oh. It might be a, I might be getting in trouble because it might be a Christmas candle. So we might like Christmas dinner burn it. You're it in is so much near trouble, Christmas. Bridget. I know. I'm going to get scolded. Um, but the story is, you know, because it was made, you know, 40, 50 years ago. Um, and so after, as the candle was like burning down and like disappearing, my grandma just started, like she repaired it and then started putting like tea lights in it. Oh. 
so that we could like continue to burn it. Yeah. I so, thought you were so going to share, sweet. Bridget, I thought you were going to share like a miracle story where like, and it's just never burned <laughs> out and it just keeps in the Christmas, you could make it a movie in the Christmas miracle candle and it's just always, it's, oh, there's always enough every year. Oh, no, no, nothing like that. It is, it could be perceived as a miracle because um, I saw a post on Facebook that it's really like our moms that make Christmas special, yeah. like their hard work. Well, Thanks, really, our moms. parents generally. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, but yeah, no, it's my, you know, my Nana's a miracle. And so she says, <laughs> this is important to keep. So I shall put a tea light in it. Aww. That's so sweet. So yeah. Sweet. Yep. And then my, my Christmas food, you have to make sure to get your fill pretty quickly because they go fast. But it is my grandma's. Christmas brownies Mm. so they're like a they're amazing I might have to like find a recipe because they're so good but it's like a sour cream chocolate like swirl kind of brownie situation going on and they're they're delicious oh they are so good they go fast um but the favorite story is that that's always how she tricks people into eating sour cream Uh, (laughs) and so people be like I don't I don't like sour cream and she'll say do you like those brownies and they'll be like yes She's like, well, there's sour cream in those brownies. <laughs> gotcha. But yes, they are they are delicious. Like she has to make a super big batch because there's a rush mm. on the Christmas brownies. Oh, speaking of like food, I so like my family growing up. I know that Zoe mentioned the candlelight service being a big part of her um, tradition, and that was always a huge thing for my family growing up too, we would always go to my grandmother's church for this, like the six o'clock candlelight service. And then we would go back and have a huge party that would be like all of our family, sometimes neighbors, and just like have like all of these party foods. Um, And my grandpa would make like drunken, we call them drunken weenies. I don't really know <laughs> what exactly okay. that it's like it's like a pickled it was like a pickled bratwurst and like veggies but spicy I think mm, huh. um which I always ate the veggies no surprise but um <laughs> yes but I had a I have an aunt that also made some really delicious brownies and um but then when I got married, my husband's family, they went to the 11 o'clock candlelight service. So that was a big adjustment for me to get like, be like, how do I stay awake until 11 o'clock? And without my drunken sausages. I know, without all the food and the snacks. And so this year will be very interesting because we have two services. My husband's church service is at 630 and then the church that I serve at is, is at 11. So, man. Christmas coffee. Christmas coffee. With Kahlua. Yeah, right. I know. Yeah, we'll have to spike it. And, and let's and let's avoid the marshmallows for that. Yes. Yeah. I love that. What about yeah. you, Lauren? I feel like this is Lauren. Uh, traditions kind of, they changed like maybe every like two or three years. Um, so there wasn't one consistent throughout childhood. We sometimes did candlelight. Um, but one of the ones that I have the most fond memories of is someone in our church um, had a they lived on a farm 
And so they hosted for a couple of years um, a Christmas Eve service in their barn, oh, like a candlelit cool. barn service. I love um, it. And just was always really cool. Kind of, Courtney, when we had talked um, our episode about songs and you talking about your beef with Silent Night of like, it is messy and it is like, it's not this sterile clean thing. I always enjoy just being able to like be in that space. Yeah. That's cool. And just like the smells and the sounds and being able to actually be like, oh, okay. Because Christmas, I think, can be so warm and clean and cheery. Um, but just that realization of, like, what that first Christmas was like um, made it extra meaningful. Yeah. Um, and then I think some other just, like, fun traditions. More recently, this is probably when I was in college, my mom started, decided we should all do matching Christmas pajamas. My brother always kind love, of, my oldest brother yeah. kind of rebels. Um, but <laughs> I had to finally, after, like, four years, be like, mom, I live in LA. I can't wear flannel pajamas anymore. So we've started doing like lighter cotton blends. So uh, that's been a little <laughs> helpful. So I'm not dying here, sweating. Um, and then for Christmas food, I think I had shared about this um, maybe in our 90s. Um, but Christmas is one of the seasons that I get to, I really enjoy getting to embrace my Swedish roots. Um, yes. there's a Swedish holiday okay, called Santa Lucia. Yes, yes, yes. Santa Lucia, yes. yes. And there it is. Um, yeah. And so it's the Festival of Light, but it's normally like mid-December, so it's not officially Christmas. Um, but that was my grandma helped me. My, the first thing I learned to sew was making a Santa Lucia Day dress to match my Kirsten American Girl doll. Yes. Um, and I made a wreath. You, The like oldest daughter in the house would like make a wreath with candles and light and like lights every, wakes everybody up um, with like sweet like these like hot cross bun type things oh. and like um so I did it a couple years as a kid but it's been fun getting to um embrace that again as an adult yeah. because um mm. family friends here she's Swedish and um so they celebrate like with their three daughters um yeah. so they've invited us over so I've gotten to go over a couple <gasps> times to celebrate with them and like Swedish pancakes, so like basically just crepes, but with like lingonberry jam. Yes, and it is all just so delicious. So that's been extra fun to like have that tradition come back um, with people to share it with because it's more fun that way. Oh, so sweet! I love that. Mm, that's a nice one. And we now have Absent Caroline's response. Um, she fondly remembers leftovers. Oh. Uh, let's see. Leftovers and just hanging out at the house after what I assume are kind of like the aunts. Like, I think after, like, the extended family leaves. Mm-hmm. Right? So after, like, aunts and uncle leave, hanging out at the house, eating Christmas leftovers and watch Christmas movies or Die Hard. Oh, Die Hard over and over again. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Just Caroline. Kidding. Just kidding. Sorry, Caroline. <laughs> oh, yep. So that is Doctor Who, not Star Trek. I know. Though. Well, as we learned, it was kind of her thing, the Star Trek true. situation. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I have a question uh, for people. Yes. Um, I, I'm curious now that. We are all married people. Um, like, how did um, traditions, like, were there any traditions that, like, came into your orbit from, like, um, being married or, like, your spouse's traditions? Um, and I asked because something that started when Nathan and I got our first Christmas together, his mom, like, my husband's family, they are not traditions people. Like, they do not do they don't have really many traditions, um, but she started ornament making. So 
Um, every year since I came on scene, we make ornaments together uh, at some point during Cute. the holiday season. And so my tree has like all these like, you know, artistically challenged, <laughs> adorable uh ornaments on them and that's like a tradition that I've really grown to deeply value and so I'm just curious about like your spouse's you know family or traditions and would love to hear any stories Uh. yeah well Bridget's spouse is from Romania so we didn't ever have to deal with the like family splitting situation that typically happens after marriage. Um, But something that was introduced to me, which is maybe very common for other people, um, is St. Nicholas Day. I know Mm -hmm. it's so, yeah, so St. Nicholas's Saints Day is the 6th of December. um, And a lot of countries, Mm -hmm. I mean, especially over in Europe, will celebrate the Saint Day of St. Nicholas. And it's, um, you know, St. Nicholas was like, he was, given a fortune after his family passed and he said what am I gonna gonna do with all this stuff I don't need this and so he would drop off little sacks of money um I'm sure the the legend changes depending on the country you're in but they drop it he would drop it outside of the door or through an open window because apparently people are sleeping with their windows open um but so the kiddos leave boots next to a window or out or like by the door for St. Nicholas to visit and drop little trinkets in. So usually, at least in Romania, it's like fruits and nuts and sometimes Aww. a little bit of money. So that, yep, that's something that got brought into our home. I love that. Yeah, mine too, actually, Bridget. My husband's <laughs> family is uh, Czech, is their background. And so that's something that they celebrated. So we get a, a box from my in-laws every day. Or every day, please. Um, every St. Nicholas day. Um, with, yeah those treats they get mailed instead of dropped oh, in their shoes that is yeah. so fun this is courtney and um i feel like there were no new like traditions brought in from my spouse but i find what's really fun right now is us creating new traditions with our little one yeah um that's what i really see like see happening and so we have an almost two-year-old and um the one thing i'm doing this year that i know is going to happen every year is like an advent uh book box is what I'm calling it or Christmas book box so I essentially like collected 25 different kinds of Christmas books classics uh ones I saved from childhood new ones that are you know some from different cultures and basically my little one's been getting he loves books um so he's been getting a new book every morning so we're he got his eighth book this morning (gasps) oh um which of it was about a family celebrating Christmas in Japan, which doesn't traditionally celebrate Christmas. Um, But it's just been really fun. It's been fun for me. It's probably been more fun for me than for him right now, but I think it'll be more meaningful. And (laughs) I think think, that's how most things are. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But we've been reading, we've read the books over and over again. We got the Nutcracker the other day and we watched some ballet and it's just really beautiful. I wanted one more thing quickly, fast. Um, I know we're having to wrap up, but the other thing, just because I think everyone needs to do it now is legit roasting chestnuts. Oh, yeah. You guys. Ooh. It's in the song. People don't do it, according to my Instagram poll. We did it for the first time. <laughs> you roast them, peel them, and then dip them in butter and salt, and they're incredible. And they're not they're not um, hard like other nuts. They ha- they're, like, kind of soft and chewy. So we're going to be roasting mm. chestnuts every year. Well, there you go, guys. Well, thank you so much. Um, we hope that you've enjoyed listening to this. We hope that you have a great holiday season, and we wish you all the best um, for this new year coming um, and thank you for listening this year. 
And with that, we will see you all after our break. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed what you heard, please like, subscribe, share, and leave a review. And don't forget to tune in next week for more opinionated shenanigans.